Good evening and welcome to 3AM Thoughts. I'm your host, Riley Bird. If you're new, follow links.birdflock.com for all your notifications. That's l-i-n-k-s dot b-y-r-d f-l-o-c-k dot com. If you're already in the Bird Flock cult, make sure to spread the word and leave a five-star review wherever you listen. All right, let's get to it. Hello, Bird Flock. I hope you guys are having an excellent holiday week. You guys may notice that this episode is coming out late because I have had turkey-themed obstructions all week long. But no worries, it'll feel like a bonus when next week you get another episode. So I decided that since I took essentially a week off due to holiday merriment, I would give you guys all a reminder to be grateful, possibly a tradition that this podcast will carry on. So I wanted to start by saying thank you. We have hit 3,000 listens as of when I wrote the storyboard to this. So excellent. Also, I was in such a food coma from the Thanksgiving festivities due to my mother-in-law being a delightful cook. There were, I mean, honestly, the least amount of shenanigans and uh, fuckery to deal with of any holiday I think I've ever had, which is really saying something. I mean, I did discuss piss kinks at dinner, so that, uh, you know, that was kind of a bit of a curveball. But if you guys want to hear a little bit more about that, you can go ahead and check out the other podcast that I host called Dirty Folk. It's a top 5% podcast, and it is definitely a raunchier show. I know we do uh, some stripper stuff on here, but there's uh, some pretty fucking wild shit on there. So go ahead and check that out if you're looking for a more intense show. We talk about degenerate shit and occasionally goldsmithing. So where does this like grateful feeling begin? And I, I don't know. I think most people get like seasonal depression around this time because it's getting colder and the days are getting longer and it's dark way, way earlier. If you're in the Southern hemisphere, fuck you. I think it's the opposite. Although I did, um, fail geography. So take that, uh, take that for what you will. But uh, I just it just makes me think of all of the things that I'm grateful for. And I know that some of the people listening to this um, just might not think of it this way, but I'm really grateful to old friends who are no longer friends. Not that they're no longer friends, but just that they were friends at all to begin with. And I know that that might be hard for some people to say. I mean, definitely, like, when I was younger, it would be hard for me to 
recognize my gratitude for people, even people that have fucked you over or, you know, people that you just like had a falling out with or people that you just grew apart from, like whatever the case may be, you still had experiences with those people. Ideally, it's the positive ones you're remembering if you're in a better place. Um, And if you're not in that better place yet, then hopefully you get there and hopefully you get there soon because it's it's nice, honestly, to be in a place where you can feel gratitude for things that you might not have been grateful for in the moment. So I want to just like make a point to say thank you to the people that spent tireless hours teaching me things that have benefited me to this day. So it's just, I guess, a good thing to be thankful for. I also want to be grateful for my first turkey friend, who is the theme of this episode and is living her best life up in Washington State on the most beautiful farm. Absolutely gorgeous. I never thought that I would really enjoy turkeys as an animal because I've heard, you know, oh, they're super dumb and this and that. Um, Just a delightful animal, like a very unconventional farm animal, but a delight nonetheless. I remember I was farm sitting for this couple and it was like the heat of the summer. Like, I don't know what the temperatures are where the people that are listening are from, but at least once in like the three month ish period that we call summer here, it gets like triple digits and it's absolutely ridiculous. And I know, I know my Australian fans are going to be thinking, oh, you think that's hot? Well, um, you know, we live in a place that makes sense where there aren't like murder animals like across every, you know, uncovered stone and blade of grass. Um, We have guns here for that. So (laughs) a little gentle ribbing. But I never thought of a turkey as a farm animal. It's just like this whimsical wild animal that you're like, oh, how does that live in the wild? Like if they're incredibly dumb. But so nice. This turkey would like make its nest in the absolute direct sun. And then in this heat wave week, it would just sit in its nest. And their feathers are incredibly dense. This bird is like the heaviest cardboard. Like it's just the sound it makes when it sits down is just like a very earthy crunching noise as its feathers just compact the soil because it's also like, I don't know, like 20 to 30 pounds. These are like heavy birds. And I just thought this bird is so dumb. So why don't I gather this bird up and walk it over to the shade and I'll like move its little nest and I'll put it in the shade. And that's when I realized that I was the dumb bird because that turkey knew exactly where it wanted to be. And no amount of me moving this bird was going to change its mind. On that note, I would also like to thank all of my past lovers. I cherish our erotic embraces. Thank you for the vitality. Hello, bird flock. It's time for a fabulous flock fact. Another bloodthirsty bird, the vampire finch, is found on the Galapagos Islands. Despite its omnivorous diet, vampire finches also have a taste for blood. 
Their victim is the booby bird, which unsurprisingly is a slut that doesn't seem to mind being a meal. You can get more flock facts and see me lewd and nude on OnlyFans.com forward slash Riley Bird. Again, for more nature facts and to see your favorite horny slut, follow me at OnlyFans.com forward slash R-I-L-E-Y-B-Y-R-D. Now back to the show. So, (laughs) I know there was a little bit of a meme war going around when Ariana Grande dropped that song, Thank You, Next. And initially, I was feeling some kind of petty, and I was like, "Mm, thank you, Next. But, like, honestly, I do a decent enough job picking lovers that even if the relationship or the tryst, whatever we're calling those now, even if it didn't work out, And it was like objectively terrible to be in at the time. It's still either one makes a great story or it's just like kind of a hilarious comedy of errors to live through. So if I hadn't made those decisions, I would probably just be like a boring cat lady. And I think that we know how popular this show would be if I had made that decision. So thank you. Thank you, all of my past lovers, especially the past lovers uh, that still think of me because really that fuels me um, like a god. Your constant thoughts of me are like prayers to a deity. So keep doing that, I guess. That's what's keeping me young. I'm convinced. It's certainly uh, not the food I'm eating or working out because let's be honest, I'm really phoning those two things in. I think I do a decent job of both of those things, but it's really just like the absent prayers of past lovers um, keeping me so youthful. So thank you for that. Let's see. Ah, yes, the turkey. So recently I was on my 1950s shopping sprees as I'm only allowed to leave the house unaccompanied to go to work or to shop as is tradition. And it didn't occur to me that I would be accosted by a bird, but that is what happened. So I have to go pick up barbecue and I'm wandering around and I just hear this woman shouting and I'm like, you know, kind of accustomed to bums shouting because like I've been to metropolitan cities before. So it's just like somebody's just shouting and I'm like, somebody's having a lover's quarrel or somebody is just, you know, a bum begging for change that's like high on meth or something like that. And I'm I'm fairly certain that Idaho is still the meth capital of the United States. So this is like not important information for my brain at the time. And so I wander out having collected all of my various smoked meats to find the biggest fucking turkey just going to town on the front of my car. And I'm like, what? What? Like, first of all, my hands are full of barbecue. So what am I going to fight this turkey? I know I can't fight this turkey because 
turkeys fight peacocks and sometimes they win. So if a peacock can fuck a person up, which if you haven't looked into that before, definitely Google that. Peacocks are vicious murder birds and they just let them wander around at the zoo. Like that's supposed to be some kind of like cute decorative bird, but they can cause like some serious damage. So I just, my hands are full. This bird is just destroying the front of my car like the front of my bumper is like hanging off which might be because my car is a bit of a piece of shit but it's mostly because this bird is just like ripping locusts off the front of my car like it's a fucking sticky band-aid and I'm like I'm gonna have to run but then I realized that turkeys can run 25 miles per hour and for most of my fans which um America, you are lacking because, well, everybody that uses the metric system is the majority now, so I'm going to start telling everything in kilometers. So turkeys run 40 kilometers an hour. The average person only runs, oh, Jesus, I don't know the conversions. Oh, no, all of my science has failed me. All right, well, I'm going to do a half-hearted attempt now, and then I'm definitely going to make a concerted effort to jump on the metric train. So humans can only run an average of 8 to 10 miles per hour. And keep in mind that Usain Bolt, the fastest man on the planet, I believe, skews that number because he runs 27 miles per hour, which is 43.99 kilometers. So... The point being, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to outrun this turkey. And turkeys are omnivorous like most poultry. So that bird might just kick my fucking ass and steal all my barbecued meats. So I'm like, oh, man, should I like should I get my giant like car knife? But then like the turkey has the car like the turkey has won. The turkey has clearly the upper hand in this situation. And that's when I piece together in like the phantom limb of my brain where I'm hearing, Kevin, no. And I'm like, oh, my God. The fucking drive through lady was screaming at this turkey. Turns out this turkey makes a habit of just standing in the drive through and punking people until they give it their food. This turkey is straight up out here mugging people. And no one has thought to ta- to teach this giant bird a lesson because they're the closest thing to velociraptors that we have in modern society. This bird has shut down an entire city block under its tyranny. And there's just one bird. There wasn't a flock of birds. This is one solitary bird that has these citizens living in fear. So... Where does this go? Well, first of all, I think that turkeys have had it too good for too long. And by that, I mean that turkeys should be fucking grateful that they're delicious because it saved them from extinction twice. So like 10,000 years ago, um, like pre-colonial times, turkeys almost went extinct And then people were like, oh, no, this delicious bird may uh, never see the light of day again, because clearly 
everything was fucking checking these birds. Now, I don't know if it's saber-toothed cats. I don't know if it's like an overly confident wolf population, but like turkeys were just getting, you know, checked up from the neck up. And I'm not even sure if I'm using that correctly. So (laughs) don't Urban Dictionary that. It might be entirely incorrect. So I think that I'm going to have to start carrying like, like just open carrying a bow because I know that like I have the temperament of like a Napoleon. So I definitely shouldn't have access to a firearm, but I do love knives. And I think that me having like a medieval style bow slung across my back is probably going to make people less concerned than if I'm open carrying a samurai sword. But if I have open carry samurai sword privileges, that turkey is going to be fucking in for it. Mm. I would sauce that bird up like a Salisbury steak. And honestly, I think that I could take just about any bird that size. Now, for the record, I think that they named that bird Kevin as an homage to the Urban Rescue Ranch, where I would be curious how I would deal with, like, a five-ish foot Rhea, which is the fucking crazy bird that attacks that man. But I definitely think I could take a turkey. Now, what I am wondering is how many turkeys could I overpower with a samurai sword before they overpowered me? Because that would happen. Like, I do not have unlimited stamina. And eventually those turkeys would uh, take their revenge and then we would have a whole nother problem on our hands because then they would have a samurai sword. And while they don't have thumbs, I feel like they would be able to articulate a sword as I don't know that they would need to have a thumb to wield a sword. I know thumbs are pretty essential for a firearm, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like they could like grip a sword with relative ease. And to cap off the end of the show, I wanted to sneak in a bit of a sneak peek of some of the concepts that we're going to be exploring towards the end of the year, beginning of next. And this is a story about adapting and overcoming. And one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen in a strip club dressing room. The comedy of errors that this girl went through is just, well, I mean, I'll let you guys be the judge of it. So I wander back in to the gigantic dressing room after a relatively successful night to stash my hoard of cash in what was later presumed to be a gun safe, which was not in fact, but that's a story for another day. And I see that these two girls are in the back and there's a very troubled bouncer uh, encircling them. And he says, now... What on earth possessed you to put a gun lock on your locker? And she said, well, it's the only lock that I had, and it's a keyed lock, and she lost both of the keys to that lock. Now, for those of you uh, in states that aren't red and are unfamiliar with gun safety and things of the like, which I highly recommend everybody become accustomed to because there is... uh, 
there's such a unique joy to having a weapon that could jam and also runs out of bullets. Really, swords are the superior weapon, but I'll not quibble anymore about that. So the important thing to note with a gun lock is it's made of this metal that is not meant to be cut because it's it's supposed to uh, keep guns out of the hands of people that are not meant to have them, i.e. children, I presume, or dumb people. So this lock is made of a metal that when you try and cut it with, say, bolt cutters, just shreds all over the motherfucking place. Like, it is... It's so sharp and so dangerous to try and remove this lock that they're just, like, so upset. And another interesting note is that we sold locks for, like, $5 in the in-house like stripper store, which is where I have gotten all of my colorful G-strings and really everything else that I waste my money on after a successful shift. And so the fact that this girl chose to bring a gun lock from home, which I don't know about any of you guys, but they used to just hand those out and I've never used a gun lock. It just... It kind of defeats the entire purpose. I mean, I understand if you had like small children in the house, but they're like a terrible lock, like objectively a bad lock. And they only work if you're an absolute moron. So it's better to just like use a regular lock. But this guy has to get this lock open because that's his job. So he brings in these giant bolt cutters and there's just shreds of metal everywhere. And it's just like an absolute clusterfuck. And it's at this moment that I also recall that... Nobody really has, like, a standardization of locks at the strip club. Like, sometimes people are using, like, luggage locks. And at one point, I thought I was so clever because I used to work at a horse track. And I had to go to work, like, before the sun was up. So you couldn't use a combination lock because your eyes haven't adjusted to the darkness yet. Which, now that I've been a stripper for, uh, like, half a decade... I am pretty comfortable in near pitch black darkness, which is awesome. But at the time, I was like, I can't, it's cold and I can't read because my eyes are retarded. So I had like a pattern lock, which was so fucking sick. And then I tried to put that pattern lock on my strip club locker and it wouldn't come off. Like, it was so bulky that you could put it on, but it was impossible to remove. And at that point, I realized I shouldn't be clowning these girls at all because I am just as retarded. Although, my lock would have been simpler to remove because I uh, went to, like, the lock-picking school of Skyrim. So I feel like I could pretty comfortably open up, um, you know, a sunken chest. But if you are thinking of something to get your friend for Christmas, you could get them a useless gun lock attached to a hilarious story. Uh, or you could get somebody a, you know, mini lock. Locks are such a handy 
like tool that I always need, but I never remember to bring. In fact, if you have a friend that travels, I would recommend getting them a portable travel door lock uh, because those are fucking awesome. Like, you have no idea the amount of sketchy Airbnbs that I have traveled to just in the course of my, you know, shenanigans. Holiday lock, definitely a great gift. Also, during the course of me recording this episode, we hit 4,000 listens. So once again, thank you, Bird Flock. And that is the end of our show. Dearest Bird Flock, I once again wanted to thank you for your support. I know that you had a choice of cult, and I'm happy that you chose mine. Don't forget to follow links.birdflock.com for all your notifications. That is L-I-N-K-S dot B-Y-R-D F-L-O-C-K dot com. And leave a review wherever you listen. <laughs>